Bumps again to the sideline. Batted up. Oh, God! Stokely down the sideline! Can they catch him? Stokely! Wow! He broke his ankles! Now he's got an entourage! This is caught! Diggs! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackler in the history of the Chiefs! And now Brown is off to the races! Hurdles kicks him in! And a flag is thrown! That was the most exciting thing to happen tonight. I tell you what, that was a great call on your part. <laughs> that was a great call. And the game is over! Oh, the game is oh, over! Oh, the oh, Philadelphia oh, Eagles oh, are Super Bowl oh, champions! Oh, Eagles fans oh, everywhere, this is for you! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Broad Street Burner podcast. And we have a very special episode for you all today. We're doing a little preseason review, so getting back in the time machine and taking a look back at our predictions from our first episode this preseason, kind of doing a status update as to where things are right now, and just kind of a a little recap, mid-season recap for you all today. So Rubes, um, I guess the midway point of the NFL season was last week, I guess, but we're doing our kind of mid-year assessment for the NFL this week, so I guess I just want to get your temperature on the season so far. I think this season, I mean, as an Eagles fan, we're 8-1, and so you really can't complain. If you told me that in our preseason episode that the Eagles would be 8-1 and going into the bye week, I would have taken that 10 times out of 10. Um, but one of my big takeaways this year is it doesn't seem like there is a true team that's head and shoulders above the rest or even like two or three teams that are head and shoulders above the rest as contenders. It kind of seems like the best teams in the league all have some noticeable flaws. Um, when you think about, you see a team like the Chiefs and their wide receivers just struggling terribly. Uh, the Eagles, I, I think they look good, um, but everyone says there's something that seems off with them. Um, it's it's difficult to to argue um it's also difficult to argue with eight and one but um dolphins obviously frauds uh bills have major issues Bengals had a sloppy start to the season uh 49ers lost what three in a row now um so yeah it doesn't seem like there's really just great 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 teams around the league or even just one super great team um and if there is it probably is the eagles so that's that's good to see. Yeah, that's definitely good to see, and that's kind of one thing I wanted to touch on because I said this in our opening episode. I was saying that like I thought this season might be like one of the best seasons that we've had in, in some time, just from like an entertainment perspective, just from like a fun perspective. I thought it was going to be a really fun season, but it it actually hasn't been. Um, the quarter <laughs> the quarterback play has been been bad. We've had a lot of no name backup quarterbacks, you know, cycling in and out on the field and stuff, but. The one bright spot is, like, the Eagles are one of, if not the best team in the league. So it's like, I guess that distracts me a bit from, I guess, how bad the NFL season has been overall from my perspective. But I'm just thankful that we have this Eagles team who just has looked unstoppable for now the second season in a row. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Eagles, we're, we are 8-1. and one. I saw a poll going around that WIP put on X today, um, which team do you think was better, 2022 Eagles or 2023 Eagles? And 
I don't know. I mean, I, I voted 2022 just because it kind of seemed, and this could be hindsight bias, but it seemed like they were just kicking everybody's butt left and right, but that was also not expecting it going into the season versus this year where you are expecting them to kick everyone's ass. And they're still 8-1, so um, I think it's a tough call. Uh, but, yeah, I think last year's 2022 Eagles team was maybe slightly better. Yeah, I would agree with that. But also, I don't know how much you can attribute it to the schedule, even though I guess, like, we're mm-hmm. really only about to get into, like, the really tough part of our schedule right now. But, I mean, what? Ca- face two playoff teams. Two qu- quality playoff teams in Miami and Dallas. Yeah, that's true. Um, I would say Dallas is the best team they've played so far. Mm-hmm. And that game was, yeah, no, no. that was, they were handling business except for, for the end of that game. Yeah, I mean, the the great part about the Eagles this season, I would say, is that even when they're down, they seem like they're very in control. Um, they don't stray away from their game plan. They're still going to run the ball. They're still going to use that O-line and jam it down your fucking throat no matter what. Um, so that, that's that been great to watch. But then when you have the lead, you have to continue jamming it down their throat. You can't take your foot off the gas, which is a credit to last year's Eagles. And that's what something, something they seemed great at was never taking their foot off the gas. Yeah, 100%. And I guess kind of while we're on the, the general topic, who would you say has is the best team to this point right now? Eagles? Eagles, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think the Chiefs' wide receiver problems are bigger than people are making it out to be. And I think I think they're going to get upset in the playoffs um, just because that wide receiver core is not good. Yeah, I mean, the receiver core isn't good. And, I mean, Kelsey's been good this season, but I don't think he's been he's been great. He's 34, yeah. 35, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's at some point, age catches up with you, especially at a physical position like tight end. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the you can't even say his name without saying Taylor Swift. So, here I am. Name dropping. Yeah, he's going to Argentina. I heard yeah. or South somewhere in South America this weekend during their bye week to go see her play the Eras Tour. Uh, not my tight end. My tight end. He broke his forearm. He's a warrior. Yeah, he is a warrior. <laughs> it's just that classic Dallas, classic Dallas Goddard mid mid year injury. Yeah, every year, every year. I mean, as soon as it happened, I was like, ah, that's probably not good. Yeah, it's probably not good. Um, but speaking of the Chiefs, um, our second headline. They played the Dolphins in Germany. Uh, I believe on last week's pod we were saying it was in Berlin. It was not. It was in Frankfurt, Germany. <laughs> not, not not here for geography. We're here for football. But, uh, yeah, Chiefs jump out to that big lead early in the game. They kind of take their foot off the gas, let the Dolphins back in it. But it seemed like the Chiefs were the better team without a doubt in that one. Yeah, not – I mean, I get like the, the Dolphins came back there a little bit, but not particularly close. Like Chiefs go out – to a big lead, but I guess like the the bigger story coming out of this game, I, I it has to be the Dolphins, right? Um, obviously, didn't live up to the hype against the the Bills in their first big game of the season. Lost the Eagles and now lost the Chiefs. Like obviously, they can't beat the good teams. Like none of them were particularly close. I mean, they had a chance. They had the ball against the Chiefs down the stretch, and you know there was some maybe a missed penalty or two against the Eagles or whatever, but none of them really, they didn't look like the better team in any of those three games No, and not really close. They didn't. And I guess I like, I want to get your take. Would you put more of the blame on coaching or more of the blame on, I guess it would have to be Tua. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, it would have to come down to coaching, I guess, because I mean, if they're crushing all these weaker teams, they got to figure out a way to beat some better teams. Um, and maybe that, maybe that, uh, game plan they have needs to change up a little bit needs a little adjusting i mean i'm i'm not an x's and, and o's guy but 
Um, also, yeah, I mean, Tua, it, it's all all around blame. Um, Tua, he hasn't been great. I mean, you can't be putting up 14 points. I know the Chiefs' defense is pretty good, but he only put up 10 points against the Eagles if you don't include that pick six. So they, they have issues, especially against better teams, and they're getting out-muscled pretty bad. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see what their the rest of their season looks like. Um, cause they even got off to a really good start last year, but then Tua got hurt and it was a kind of weird ending for them. But Tua has like, if when we were talking in the beginning of the season, like we were saying the, the biggest thing with Miami was if Tua stays healthy and their team stays relatively healthy, like they're going to win the, the AFC East. I think we were like pretty high on them and you know, that's happened, mm-hmm. but they still, they still look pretty vulnerable. So I'm, I'm very yeah. intrigued to see how the rest Luckily of the Luckily for them, that whole, whole division is kind of. Just a worse mess. than expected. Yeah, like, uh, obviously, we, we just talked about Miami. Buffalo, um, who I guess we'll get into next, but Buffalo, they played Cincinnati, who, like we mentioned, had a rough start, but they're, they're back. I mean, time, they're baby. looking like they could be the best AFC team, um, a lot of people are saying. So, Bengals are back. They're a very complete team. They're more complete than the Bills, for sure, um, and that was proved on Sunday. So, yeah, the Bills are not as good as expected. Jets obviously Rodgers got hurt and they're still 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 I mean most uh, most Salah almost called him <laughs> Robert Salah enough with the Zach Wilson defending um he said on the rate the radio you know I plead the fifth about you know looking for other quarterbacks maybe or maybe Zach Wilson's not the guy it's like dude about fucking time I mean you've seen it for years you see it this year with a very complete team outside of the quarterback position when Rodgers is hurt it's just ridiculous and then obviously the Patriots are just dog shit. One of the worst five teams in the league for sure. Yeah, it's definitely that division's definitely disappointing this season. And I mean, not to toot my own horn, but have been on the anti Buffalo train for for a little while now. Uh, so credit to you. Pat myself on the back there, but Rogers going down definitely has to be one of the most disappointing parts of this season. Um, the fact that we like really didn't get even a chance to see him in action, I think like that was one thing we were both pretty excited for to see this weeks. season. Uh, I don't know. He might not even have an Achilles injury, according to some conspiracy theorists out there. True, true. Might have just been a little ankle, ankle issue or something. Maybe just like a slight, slight tear. Dude, if a Casey tear. Could you do you, do? You, what would you do? You legitimately think he comes back? Uh, I mean, it seems like it, but is it even going to be worth it? Yeah. Are they even good enough to win the Super Bowl this year? After all the time where they're spending with Zach Wilson, just getting poisoned. Dude, like, Zach Wilson is just, he's terrible. I mean, there's just so many other bad QBs, too, though. Yeah, that's true. Speaking I mean, bad QBs, Carson Wentz, to the LA Rams. He's back. He's so back. <laughs> Biggest non-story ever. And I'll say this, for all the Eagles fans that are still kicking the shit out of Carson Wentz, get over it. He's been gone three years. He's on his third team since us. We won a Super Bowl with him as the starting quarterback for the majority of the season. Just... Let the guy live. Let him move on. I'm sensing a little bit of a Carson Wentz defending action going on here. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not sensing it. it it's happening. Okay, okay. I can, I can yeah, get behind definitely. that. Definitely. I mean, definitely. He's just. He should have just retired. I mean, him coming back. Who knows if he's even. Do you think he's going to play with the Rams? Like, is is that going to be oh, happening? God. Nah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just a weird move by them. Um, but we're actually going to talk about the Rams quarterback situation and when we get to our preseason we're review. I don't know if you that. want to start that now. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right, we're going to go into our preseason review. Uh, so if you listened or if you even remember, uh, we both gave out five 
props, um, around five props, and five takes for the season. So we're going to run through each one. I guess uh, I'll, we'll go one for me, one for you, back and forth here. And uh, we'll start with yours. <laughs> so your, the first prop you had that you gave out in the preseason was Justin Herbert to lead the league in passing plus 650. It's not a bad take because he's plus 850 now, so it's lost some value. He's 12th in yards. He has 2,026 yards. Um, the leader is Tua. With, uh, he is just over 2,600, so he's about 600 behind Tua. Defend your take. Or or don't defend your take. I mean, perfect defense for this one. Like, Kudos to me for, for taking a Chargers prop. The, the best argument in defense for this one is just blame it on Brandon Staley. Um, you yep. know, it's Brandon Staley's fault. They're not getting the getting the most out of Justin Herbert. Obviously, Mike Williams going down hurts that a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Losing one of their best receivers. They still have Keenan Allen, and Quentin Johnson has been a bust as well. So that really doesn't help his favor. But Justin Herbert's still a great quarterback. It's just he has that coach holding him back. So yeah, yeah. I mean, to do. To have 2,026 passing yards all in the first three quarters of games is amazing. I'm telling you, he's. I know he's. I know he's 12th now. I guarantee you, he will be top three come season end. Oh, a top three guarantee. Top three guarantee. I. I mean, I could see that he's 12th, um, and he's only 600 behind Tua. So there's a lot of guys stacked in there. It's not like someone's running away with it. All right, and then my prop. Also, league leader in passing was Trevor Lawrence, sixteen to one to lead the league in passing, and I also threw in potentially sixteen to one for MVP. Um, right now, he's thirty to one to lead the league in passing, and uh, he has one thousand nine hundred thirty-five yards, so he's about seven hundred yards away from two. He's fifteenth, and I think. Just like you, I think he's going to make a push towards the end of the season. I think Tua is falling off, and uh, guys like Herbert and Lawrence are going to be moving in, uh, especially with, especially if, I mean for Herbert, like you mentioned, um, he's going to be throwing the ball. They're going to be using the shit out of him trying to get into the playoffs because they need every single game here is a must-win for them coming down the stretch. Yeah, definitely. And I guess to defend you a little bit more with Lawrence, I feel like their offense hasn't been as good as maybe we would have expected. Like, I feel like we should hear more about Calvin Ridley. Um, mm-hmm. Haven't really heard too much about him, but I do love me some Christian Kirk, and, and he's been great for the Jags this season. Yeah, yep, absolutely. All right, your next prop, this one, hit the shitter. Justin Jefferson, most receiving yards, plus 550. He's now 50-1. to one. Uh, The leader is Tyreek Hill with 1,076 uh AJ Brown's also over a thousand. Justin Jefferson, despite being on what, what was he on injured reserve, he missed yeah. four weeks. I think he still has five hundred seventy-one yards and ranks eighteenth in the league. So, not much you can do about that one. I, chalk that up to injuries. Yeah, I mean, chalk this one up to injuries. I mean, even that, like you had Kirk go down too. So with that, like even if Jefferson was still healthy, I don't think this one would stand a chance with Dobbs at whoever will be their quarterback. But had to go with my guy Jay Jettas. I mean. Got the title last year. Thought he would go back to back. Obviously, that wasn't the case. But kudos to to AJ Brown and Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, expected Tyreek to be up there um, in yards, just as he was last year. But um, you know, obviously expecting AJ Brown to have a great season, but wasn't expecting him to be this great. So, I mean, with so many good receivers in the league, this one was a hard one. But had to had to ride with my guy Jay Jettas after what he did for me last year. Yeah, I mean, he might be close to the most yards per game because he was killing it when he was in, but uh, just unfortunate that he had to get hurt. 
Um, on to my next prop. <laughs> this one's a dud too. <laughs> my next prop was Jameer Gibbs, thirty to one to lead the league in rushing. Uh, he's now eighty to one. He has three hundred ninety-nine yards this year. He's twenty-third in the league in rushing. Uh, McCaffrey's number one with six fifty-two. Zach Moss is number two with six fifteen. Um, yeah, I was wrong on this one. Um, I I believed all the propaganda. They're going to use Jameer Gibbs in this way and that way and the other way, and he's going to be the most special running back in the league, yada, yada. Their O-line is incredible, this, that, and the third. Uh, they just haven't been using him too much. But uh, luckily, uh, a couple weeks ago, he finally got some good use, and maybe if he gets seven more weeks like that, maybe he will <laughs> lead the league rushing if he's getting 100 yards a game. We'll see what happens. Uh, I just have, have loved watching this battle between you and Jameer Gibbs so far this season. It's just been like... <laughs> and the Detroit coaching staff. It's just been a constant terrorist attack on you, just with Jameer Gibbs and his usage. He had a great week two weeks ago, and then boom, bye week. All I know is, like, anytime a good running back going to get drafted in the first round, I am just I'm just fading that. Yeah, in props yeah, I think and I fantasy. learned that too. I think I learned that too because it, it it just it's like always the third rounders that you don't expect that do it. Yep, like the Kenneth Walkers when they, when he was a rookie, guys like that. Um, but yeah, not not a good prop I gave out there. Uh, on to the. Oh wait, it was to lead the league in rushing touchdowns, not even rushing yards. Whatever. Um, on to the next prop. Uh, I think he only has one touchdown anyway, or two, so not good. Next prop was a good one by you, uh, and there's not – you can't bet on this anymore. I think it was just a preseason prop, but most sacks in the league, T.J. Watt plus 850. He's currently second. He has nine and a half. The leader is Daniel Hunter, uh, who has 10 sacks. Yeah. Uh, so that was a great prop right there. I mean – Could be defense player of the year. Shout out to me. Uh, so many signs pointing to to TJ Watt being the sacks leader, and you know he's right there in the thick of it so far this season. Um, we mentioned in that episode, I think he has like five hundred grand on the line from Pat McAfee if he leads the league in sacks, or I think like breaks mm-hmm. Strahan's record. Um, McAfee is going to donate five hundred k on his behalf. Obviously, a, a huge sign there, and then him just being a Watt. Um, obviously we had JJ terrorizing the league for, for quite some time. And you figured like TJ Watt has been a beast MVP of the Steelers without a doubt and injured last year. But you figure if, if he was going to be healthy for a full season, like there's no reason why he shouldn't lead the league in sacks and at plus eight fifty at the time, like just great value. And from what some of the film, the people that actually watch the film say, he just goes after sacks all the time. And that's all he's worried about. So it's kind of a good, yeah. It's a good prop to take. Uh, but yeah, and then I also gave out a prop for sacks <laughs> with my next pick. It was Aiden Hutchinson, twenty-five to one to lead the league in sacks, and thirty to one to be defensive player of the year. He's got four and a half sacks, so he's back five and a half sacks from the leader. Um, and right now he's he was thirty to one to win defensive player of the year. I think he's forty to one now, which might be you know fourth or fifth best odds just because it's like a runaway between Watt, uh, Parsons, and Garrett. Um, But yeah, Hutchinson, he has definitely stepped up this year, but not quite at that level yet. Yeah, I would say the the stats haven't showed it for him so far yet, but just watching, like he obviously makes a noticeable impact and Holy Jacksonville fumbled the bag not taking him one. Oh yeah, that would, oh man, they really messed that up. Um, Nothing worse than taking somebody and then the next pick is the same position and a better player. Yeah, that can't 
can't do much about that. We don't even have to uh, mention this next one. <laughs> no, we're mentioning this one. Most passing yards, this is Alex's, just to be clear. Most passing yards by a rookie. <laughs> Two-time national champion. 26-year-old Stetson Bennett. 80-1. to one. Stetson Bennett has not thrown a pass, and I googled his name, and all the reports were that he's out for the season. Uh, Carson Wentz took his job, so <laughs> what does that say? I mean... Any words? Apology? Anything? I'm sorry for the uh, the Broad Street Burner listeners um, and readers who had to read and or hear that prop that I gave out, even though massive value. Um, you know, even the, even the greats fall down sometimes. Um, I will attribute this to a bit of an autistic meltdown on my part. Um, you know, was overwhelmed with the amount of lines I was reading and was stimming a little bit too hard. Thought this would be a good one. It wasn't. Honestly, like, who knows what happened with him? Like, he was fine in training camp and in, like, preseason or whatever. And then, like, some weird report came out that he had to, like, step away from the team and then, like, completely vanish. So, I don't know if he fucked something up. I think he might have, like, had to go to rehab for, like, alcohol problems. I'm totally making that up. But this was a, just a, a complete bad one on, on my part. And I take all uh, all accountability for it. It's all right because I got a bad one to match you. I had Jamal Williams sixteen to one to lead the <laughs> NFC South in rushing. He has one hundred twenty four yards right now. I don't know who the leader is in the NFC South, but I can tell you it will not be Jamal Williams, who is averaging three yards a carry this season. Yeah, he got he got injured early, and now that Kamara's back, it's it's GG's in the chat. Yeah, not good, not good at all. Uh, but your next one is good. My next one is good. Your next one it was Jalen Hurts eleven to one to win MVP. Here's how the MVP uh, odds currently stand. Pat, uh, and this is as of Wednesday or Thursday night, um, prior to the Thursday night football game. We have Patrick Mahomes plus two forty, uh, Hertz plus three twenty, so good value, uh, good cash out probably. Lamar Jackson plus five hundred, Tua plus six fifty, and Burrow plus nine hundred. Nice call. Nice call so far. Thank you. And I actually want to double pat myself on the back here. I don't know if you recall, but I also gave out Lamar Jackson MVP odds, I think, in the second or third week of the season when it was plus 1,100. Um, also adding that one to the resume as well. So two hot tickets there. Um, so so feeling good on, on MVP right now. Yeah, no, that was a great take. I mean, that that seemed like really good value for Hurts uh, just based on how good the Eagles are, how good his weapons are, um, and just – how little he, at least last year going into this year, he turned the ball over. Uh, people have been picking on him a lot, but uh, he's second in MVP voting, so he must be doing something right. Yeah, I mean... A little bit surprising not to... Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. A little bit surprising not to see anyone but quarterbacks on that list. Yeah, that's one thing I wanted to bring up. So, like, what would be your take on the whole, like, A.J. Brown MVP buzz or... Or Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Tyreek Hill is what makes Miami go more than Tua. Um, and then also, I mean, the edge rushers like uh, Parsons, Garrett, and Watt, I mean, they should be getting considered too. Burrow took like the first four weeks of the season off. He wasn't, I mean, not literally, but he played Basically. like shit the first four weeks of the season. Uh, Mahomes, it, it kind of seems like he's going to run away with it just because of the lack of help actually helps him win the, the award. Lamar, I could expect could see a stumble happening um and then two is kind of on a downward slope a little bit so i don't see why tyreek 
uh, AJ, some of those edge rushers couldn't be, you know, in the top five ahead of Tua. Yeah, I would agree with that, but I was thinking about this earlier today, like trying to make a case for AJ Brown to win MVP, and I was just thinking about it in terms of like, let's say you add AJ Brown to the New York Jets and how much better or worse might they be and then add someone like Jalen Hurts to the Jets. And then that's kind of how I was thinking like MVP. It's like obviously if the Jets added Jalen Hurts, like they'd be a completely different team, but only adding A.J. Brown, like I don't know how much that does for you. And A.J. Brown has been open. He's been an absolute animal this year. But, I mean, Jalen's done a a great job of getting him the ball. And Jalen has made a a handful of really good throws that that has really led to, to him being great. So, I would I see the case for AJ Brown, but when it's all said and done, like for MVP, I think it just still has to go to the quarterback. And if it comes down to to one or the other, I would go with Hertz over AJ Brown. Yeah, no, no, that's a that's a great point. That is a great point. Um, my prop that I gave out this is a fire prop. Uh, Jalen yeah. Carter plus five fifty defensive rookie of the year. He's now minus three twenty. It's it seems like a runaway. Um, that was just easy money. That was just just obvious right in front of you guy was supposed to be the first pick in the draft he goes 10th to the uh reigning nfc champions uh with a bunch of his old college teammates and a bunch of good vets in the locker room that was just a lock yeah right from the beginning i mean just great call by you and i guess for 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 future reference if if any uh, a rookie gets a nickname before the season even starts um you know something along the lines of baby rhino take that mm-hmm. take that as a hint that they're going to be pretty good yeah, yeah, yep, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so there were the props. Um, you had two really good ones with T.J. Watt and uh, the Jalen Hurts MVP. Um, and then, I mean, even Herbert still has a chance to get most passing yards. So, uh, But we can move on to the takes now. <laughs> the takes, the takes, the takes. Uh, the preseason takes, uh, these are interesting. Um, your first one, ding, 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 right on the money, you your first take was, this is the end for the Buffalo Bills. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I mentioned this earlier, but was on the Buffalo Bills hate train last year. And just coming into this season, things didn't get any better. They, they only got worse, and, and it's showing. Um, I'm glad more people are on my side now, I guess. Um, now, like, I feel like the national is starting to turn on the Bills. But I guess, like, the one thing with them is I think it's been a little unfair to them. I know they have Josh Allen, who, who's been gr- – good great since he's coming to the league I don't I don't know I'm still out on him but I just think they had way too high of expectations and when you get built up that high and you still haven't shown it and haven't really showed it in the past it's hard to meet those expectations like the bills that we grew up watching weren't very good like that division was always they sucked forever that division was always dominated by New England and then they get Josh Allen and I think they got good too fast and now, like, everything's starting to crumble, but I just think the expectations were too high for, to, for, on them to begin with, and that's why I hate the Bills so much, because everyone thought they were so much better than what they actually are, and now it's finally caught up to them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they there's obviously something missing with that team, and it seems like it could be a coaching change at, at the end of the season, because this, I mean... It's just regression at this point. Should have been Sean Payton. Should have been Sean Payton. <laughs> Sean Payton. He's he's been great. <laughs> um, my, my first take, and this is a kind of a weird take, was AJ Dillon takes over for Aaron Jones. Um, neither are really that good. Uh, AJ Dillon looks pretty slow. That 
Green Bay offense is not really doing it for anyone, so I don't really know what to say there. Not much, other than I had A.J. Dillon, and, or still, I think I still have him in both my fantasy leagues, so. There's just something with A.J. Dillon, I don't know, maybe it's the look of him, like he has those big-ass legs, like kind of looks like Saquon, um, mm-hmm. but I feel like for the past three years, he's been, like, talked about so much better than, like, what he actually is on the field, so, like, I don't know, maybe if the Packers were good this year, this one would be a little bit different. I also got burned by the Packers on my on my next one here, but... Yeah, you might as well just go I right mean, into that. Jordan Love will be very good. Um, you know? <laughs> also, another meltdown on my part. Um, I think it, it's safe to to say that this take is, is going into the trash can. Um, you know, not very good. Not very good. Yeah, I, I Googled his name yesterday. I'm going to Google it now, and uh, all the stories were about... Compa- so the first one's by ESPN comparing Packers Jordan Love to Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Oh, that's like crazy. And then the other articles were about other moves they could have made or other guys they could have drafted instead of Jordan Love had they not drafted him in the 2020 draft. Yeah, I mean... Uh, a draft with... Uh, well, ahead of him was, what, Burrow, Tua, Herbert, and behind him was Hertz. Yeah. Tough, tough luck there. Tough luck there. Um, they deserve it though. They got so lucky with with Rodgers and Favre. They were due for a dud, and I I should have seen that. Um, but no, not a good one. I'm, fuck the Packers. Yeah, yeah. Fuck the Packers. Um, and then another another uh, historical organization here for my take: Forty ers QB issues haunt them. They will have less than ten wins. I think the QB issues thing is there's some truth to it. Um, I mean, Purdy's definitely their guy going forward. It seems like um, at least for the, the rest of this year and probably into next year. But uh, they've lost three in a row. Um, they are, they're obviously coming off a bye now, um, but they're five and three. So it seems like they probably will get to ten wins. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a lot closer than people were thinking. Especially even when they had the five and zero start, I was like, oh, that take was trash. Yeah, this one, back to life. this one's cooking with gas a little bit here. And the interesting thing about the 49ers is there's, like, some very, very similarities to the Miami Dolphins. Like, I feel like things have to go their way. And if they don't, like, they kind of look like they're in, like, stuck in the mud a bit. Um, and just, like, the QB situation seems, like, kind of similar to me, too. Like, um, Tua for Purdy. Tua and Purdy. Now. Yeah, like that they seem like so very similar to me. So I kinda see them similar to the Dolphins, but obviously they have a much better defense, so that's what, what makes them the 49ers. But I like this one. I mean I would love to see this one hit and they have less than ten wins. Yeah, I mean that would be so sweet. I hate the 49ers. Eagles can help out if they beat them in a few weeks from now. That is very true. We'll see how that goes. Um your next pick or your next take on the money, Chicago will suck. They're two and seven. People, I think they were one of the most bet on teams to win the Super Bowl. I know Justin Fields was the most bet on uh, MVP future, just because you know people thought it was good value. They're trash. I mean, no, no way around it. They suck. Yeah, like you said, no ifs, ands, or buts. They Chicago sucks this year, and it's interesting. Like now, with how bad they are, and like how everyone views Chicago, like. It's tough to wrap my head around that people like were actually hype about this team going into the season. Like, how did you not learn your lesson with the Mitch Trubisky situation? Like, I feel like the same exact thing happened when he was supposed to be good. 
Like, they were, like, the most bet-on team to win the Super Bowl when he was going into that next season, supposedly to get the bump. Didn't happen, and just did not see that happening with, with Justin Fields um, this I year. I thought he was... I thought he was going to have that Jalen Hurts jump from year two to year three is what it seems like. He didn't play much year one, just like Hurts didn't play much year one. Year two, he showed some promise running, and you know maybe if he could figure it out throwing it, he'll get it done. And Hurts did in year three. Uh, Jordan or Justin Fields, not so much. Um, just another Ohio State quarterback that I don't think is going to be very good. I mean, he could probably start for, for some years to come, but definitely not going to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback from from what I've seen so far. Yeah, I mean, it's I think it's like they what we say about like yeah, they haven't lost a step with Bajan. So like what does Shepard that tell Yard. you? What does yeah. that tell you? But like the Guy thing with these IUP. quarterbacks like they have to be in perfect situations in order like for them to succeed. Like if you put Justin Fields on the Eagles, like I definitely do think things would be a little bit different when you have like a great O-line blocking for you and way better weapons. Um, they tried to surround Fields with weapons, but it just didn't work. Like just from Chicago, they have two first, the two very high first round picks next year, so things are going to change, but not this year. Right? No, I absolutely agree with you. Um, definitely. Uh, my next one uh, was Devontae Smith takes the leap. Um, now it looked good the first two weeks. I still think Devontae Smith is a great player, but AJ Brown is just on another planet right now. And there's not there's only one ball and it's going to him ninety nine percent of the time it seems like. Yeah. So, it sucks. It sucks because I, I thought he would have the, the big leap too and it's just not enough football to go around. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Um sorry, I'm I'm also looking at this uh this next one here. So Let's see. Okay. All right. So your next pick, or your next take, was Super Bowl rematch. Um, And right now, that looks great. Um, I'm just. I was just looking on Fanduel. It's actually plus nine fifty for KC to play the Eagles in the Super Bowl. So, um, if you took that before the season, probably would have would have had pretty low odds, but still. not this low. I mean, both these teams look like the best two teams in the league. Um, I don't think many people would argue that. Yeah, I mean, and that's exactly what my thinking was, you know, going into the season with this take. It's like I figured that the Chiefs and the Eagles would still be the best teams in their respective divisions this season. Um, didn't really see much changing, but obviously kind of different situations now with the, the Chiefs' receiver problems, but much more parity this season, I would say. I feel like there are, like you were saying at the beginning, like there's no real team that's above everyone else. So I think there could be, you know, we could be in store for a random Super Bowl with with a potential random winner here. Like I, I totally don't put that out of the question. You bring up a good point about the divisions. The NFC East and the AFC West are very similar in that both of them have, you know, the Eagles and Chiefs are the top dogs. And both those organizations have been the best, I would say, in their respective divisions for the last 10 years or so. I mean, the Eagles this century, despite the Giants winning two Super Bowls, the Eagles have one of the best records in the NFL over the last 20 years or so. Um, And then the Chiefs have been obviously amazing since Mahomes, since getting Reed, really. Um, and then the next best team is the Chargers and Cowboys, both teams that are all, usually always loaded with talent, can't get the job done, can't make it to, to the big game, can't win the big game. And then you have the Broncos and the Giants, yep. both teams, you know, supposed to be better than 
than they are. They're just not really reaching their potential. And then you have the Raiders and uh, Washington, whatever their name is right now, the Commanders. Just weird ownership issues. Obviously, the Commanders got sold, but uh, weird ownership and just kind of weird teams that don't really have an identity. Yeah, I mean... Coach is fired, too. Perfect comparisons. Yeah, Yeah, so a lot of parallels there. Uh, My next take was Eagles beat the Chiefs, Bills, and 49ers consecutively. Um, We just beat the Cowboys. We're about to go into that stretch following the bye. So that's that's a TBD for now. Yeah, I mean, if if they beat the three of them consecutively, I personally, I think I'd be worried. Like, peaking, yeah, it's like, we gotta peak, lose. Peaking too early. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I, I completely agree. If we beat all those teams consecutively, I feel like we're, we're showing too much almost. Yeah, 100%. Showing our cards. Uh, your last take was, not the best, but Colts could be the worst team in football. Yeah, I also had the Rams. Uh, both of those look like shit, but for the Colts, like... I mean, I was wrong about Anthony Richardson. I thought he was going to be bad, even though he hasn't really played. Just wanted to put that out there. When he did play, he looked good. But even still with Gardner Minshew, like, just got to give Steichen credit. Like, he's a great coach. Um, they're yeah. definitely way better than I would have expected. The Jonathan Taylor situation figured itself out. Now he's back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they look better than, than I thought they would have. Yeah, no, Indies look pretty good. They're feisty as hell. Um despite losing their rookie quarterback. So they're going to need to have him uh, develop next year again. But uh, Minshew's been holding it down pretty well. Uh, my last take, pretty good one, I would say. Trevor Lawrence takes the leap into the top three quarterback discussion. Uh, I would say after this season, if it continues on the trajectory it currently is, it'll be Mahomes, number one, of course. I think Burrow's still going to be number two. And then it'll be number three will be a fight between Lawrence, Allen, and Hertz. Um, and I think Lawrence and Hertz are looking like they're above Allen at the current trajectory. Yeah, and then throw Lamar in that mix too. What's like your Lamar, ranking? Sure. Yeah, Lamar's definitely in there. It's just like we've seen it with Lamar for years and years, and it's all about the playoffs with him. That's like, true. It's all. It's just literally about the playoffs, and that's it. Um, it's unfortunate for him because he doesn't get to be appreciated with all the talent he shows on the field and all the amazing plays he's making. Um, but it it just comes down to when it matters, and he needs to do it still. Yeah, I mean it's it's been cool to see. Lawrence his is still young evolution. enough where he doesn't. That's true. I feel like Lawrence still has like a, I don't know maybe like. Because he was just so much hype and like that number one pick and supposed to be like that number one guy, but I feel like he has still so much left in like left to show. Yeah, there's another gear. There's another gear for sixteen. I'll I'll tell you that. Um, all right. Well, those were all the preseason takes we went over them. You know, some some were good, some were embarrassing, but we made it through. <laughs> Not too bad. So now we'll talk about this week's picks. Uh, probably just be a little bit briefer than usual, um, but. Let me plug how well we've been doing this year. Um, So this past week in week nine, you picked six out of seven correctly. Your only incorrect take was Seattle, which was way off, obviously, so no bad beat there. Um, I got six out of nine correct. Um, And then this season, uh, you are up just under 12 units, uh, just shy of 12 units. I'm up around 12.5 units overall in the season. We're halfway through, people. I mean... Give it up for us. Give I it mean, up for us. Doesn't get much better than that. Um, like, just huge shout out to us. I mean, 
to be this far in the season and us still doing like this well, the both of us, like not even one of us super far down is, is impressive stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's just like iron sharpens iron is yeah. what it seems like. Just it one is. of us has a great week. The other one has a great week. It's nonstop. We've been making tons of money. It's awesome. 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 Um, and yeah, I'll let you go with, start off with your week 10 pick picks yeah um so first off colts at patriots patriots plus one and a half this is Mm -hmm. another germany game um just the thing with the the patriots for me is i told myself a couple weeks ago like i just need to see one from them um then they got that win hopped off them a little bit but just watching them like something feels weird um but I just think after that loss last week, I think they bounced back a bit. And the Colts, like we said, they've they've been decent so far this season. But still, I just I, this this is another vibes pick. I'm just I'm just feeling the pats on this one. I'm right with you. Um, apparently, Germany loves the Patriots because they don't get to watch many games over there, and uh, this will be like a home game for them because the last twenty years the Patriots have been dominating. That was another reason why I like the Patriots too. Is Mac Jones racist and? Germany feels racist to me. So yeah, I mean those Germans, those Nazis—they they were definitely loving Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, that whole thing. And then they get Pretty Boy Mac Jones in there too. So yeah, they're loving that. Uh, I'm on New England too. And also, you're listening to this on Friday last night. You got to watch uh, Carolina plus three hit, and I was Ooh. all over that as well. Calling a shot. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, y- all right, your next pick. We're both on this one too. It looks like yeah. yeah both on this one too we got the saints at the vikings saints minus three is is where i'm at Ruse is there too it's just like vikings i don't know how they pulled that one off last week like needed some absolute magic but now we're past that point like i feel like that was the big win for them and now things just take a turn um obviously yeah. you had that cool story with josh dobbs everyone loves that i feel like people might even maybe be even on the vikings this game from all that hype so I just feel like all signs are pointing to the Saints here. I just think some of that magic wears off. And, I mean, Dobbs, I feel like, is going to have a lot more hype on him now. It's like even as he was leaving Arizona, they were playing, like, pretty bad. So don't, like, see anything magical happening with Minnesota. So got to go with the Saints here. Yeah, he doesn't know his receiver's name, but he might be getting someone back that he didn't need to learn the name of, (laughs) and that's Justin Jefferson, who I I just took – get a quick Google search. He's – uh, been saying to the media that he will not play until he's 100 percent um i think that's because he hasn't gotten paid yet obviously he's yeah. probably going to get a record-breaking deal um either soon or, or in the off season. so uh shout out to him uh but yeah i think i think the josh dobbs magic i'm with you i think it runs out a little bit here that's why i like new orleans minus three um and then we're both oh we're we're flipped on this one we're flipped on this one Yes, we are. So we got Titans at Buccaneers. I'm taking the Bucks minus one and a half. It looks like Rubes is rolling with Tennessee plus a hundred. The thing is, for me, it's like we've seen Levis now twice. Looked good in both games. Obviously, didn't get the win last week. What was that? Buffalo. Um, but in my mind, I just see him like showing signs that he's a rookie. I just don't think the magic will continue when you're playing a team like the Bucks. They're coming off of a, a very just tough loss last week. So that defense, I think, will be ready for, for Levis, and I think they might give him a little bit of a problem when you're playing a defense like that um, just with their experience. So I just like the Bucks here just based on the thought that Will Levis looks like a rookie. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just 
Loving what I'm seeing out of Will Levis. Uh, I don't love what I'm seeing out of Tampa. It kind of seems like they're on a downward trajectory. Tennessee has some positivity at the quarterback position for the first time in years. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with Tennessee Moneyline. Right now it's at plus 100, so right even there. Uh, next game you have, uh, I, I'm not on this one, but you like the Browns over your boy Lamar? Yeah, Browns plus well, six and over, a half. But, Browns yeah. plus six and a half at... Baltimore playing the Ravens. I mean, huge divisional game, but two great defenses plus six and a half. Are you kidding me? Like that, Mm -hmm. that is a high, high, high line. I believe the Eagles, one of the Eagles, Vikings, Eagles, Vikings, the Eagles commanders line. I think one of the games was six and a half. So you're telling me you would compare the Ravens playing the Browns to the Eagles playing the commanders. I don't think so. Um, I just think the, the Browns' defense is still so good, and the Ravens have been great. A lot of hype around them. I still am not fully bought in, but still, with this being such a tight divisional game and Cleveland still being a good football team, I just thought 6.5 was way too high. Maybe that's a trap. I don't know. Yeah, no, I. that's a great point you made about uh, the Eagles-Washington being 6.5 as well. And then you look at some of these other games that are 6.5, like uh, Cincy, Houston, those teams seem like maybe further apart, even though they're pretty close in record. Uh which actually we might as well just go over that game because we're we're flipped on that one too. Uh, I like Houston. Uh, I think they're rolling right now. Um, I think that they shouldn't be an underdog by six and a half points to anyone. Uh, they're a quality team for sure. Uh, so I like Houston plus six and a half. Before I talk about why I like the Bengals so much in this game, I just want to give you a shout out. I was listening to the episode where we discussed our divisional picks right before we started this, just to get a little mm-hmm. bit of a refresher, and mm-hmm. you were all over Houston. Like, I was all over Houston. yourself on the back. Dude, you, like, go back and listen. You were all over them, and you called I it. think I talked about the win total. I, I I mentioned that I think they'll win the division, but um, it looks like Jacksonville's probably still going to win the division. But it was good value. I think it was 11-1 to 1 or 10-1 to 1 at the time. Yeah, I mean, just shout-out to you on that. But I'm going to be with the Bengals minus 6.5 here. Houston's playing good, but so is Cincinnati, and I just think this is the, uh, this is the who-your-daddy game. Joe Burrow. I hope this is a good game. I, I, I do, too. I think it will be. I mean, Joe Burrow was an Ohio State quarterback, couldn't get it done there. C.J. Stroud was, you know, obviously had a, a pretty good career right. with Ohio State. Now C.J. Stroud's getting all the hype. I think this is the game where Joe Burrow really shows, like, he's Joe Burrow. Yeah, the two best Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> going at it. A yeah. transfer and the most recent one. Um, I'll go with my next pick uh, just because this is just a solo game pick uh, that you're not on this game. I like San Fran minus three at Jacksonville. Uh, We know how much I like Jacksonville, but I think San Fran losing three in a row, uh, they really got to bring it. So that's, that's where my head's at with that one. Yeah, I like that one too. And I think they're getting Debo back as well. So that should uh, pay dividends to, to Purdy. I'm not sure if Trent Williams is fully healthy, but if he's fully healthy too, then that just looks even better for San Francisco. So I'm right there with you. They're, they're due for a big bounce back here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we can go with your next next one. You're uh, on the Falcons over the Cardinals. Yeah, um, not sure what's wrong with me here. Um, Falcons, very embarrassing loss last week against the Vikings, but still, um, you know, right in the thick of it for that division race. So they still have a ton to play for. And I'm not sure, but I believe we're going to see Kyler Murray on Sunday. Yeah, um, I just gave it a Google while you were while you were speaking there, and looks like. Kyler Murray ready to return to field. It's been a long, long 10 months. Perfect. Uh, 
Yep, so um, he's back. So he's back. That's another reason why I kind of so like this one. Um, he's going to be, like, still kind of hurt. Not still kind of hurt, but, like, a little uncomfortable with the ACL Figuring injury, everything out. Figuring everything out, getting back up to speed, getting that first hit under him. And also, like, the Cardinals have a dog shit team. So I just think Atlanta has to bounce back after that game last week. And Cardinals with Murray's first game back, I think they're going to be rusty with him still. So I like Falcons minus one and a half. Yeah, no, that's that's very good logic there. I like I like a lot of what you had to say there. Uh, we share the next one, uh, Washington at Seattle. We both like Seattle minus six and a half. Yeah, I mean, Ron Rivera fire week. Ron Rivera fire week. I mean, should have lost. They should have lost last week. Um, you know, lost the tank battle there against New England. I think they're close to the playoffs, but. They, I don't know if they are. They might, they might be. But the thing about Washington is like that defense is bad, and Seattle has that good offense, but it hasn't been good this season. So in my mind, I think this is just this has to be a get right game for Seattle, and you could just take advantage of of that Washington defense, and plus them being at home, that's a that's a tough place to play for for Sam Howell. So I, I just like Seattle's got to show me something. Yeah, Commanders solid in the hunt. They're eighth in the. Uh in the NFC right now. So they're a game back of Minnesota, a game and a half back of Dallas, and a game and a half back of Seattle. So this is kind of big for the uh, the wild card race this game. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on on Seattle minus six and a half. Uh, I just think they bring it. I think hopefully Emmanuel Forbes doesn't, you know, jump off the, <laughs> off the, off the roof after the game <laughs> when he has to guard DK and Tyler Lockett. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's a big game, but I think Gino is he's not going to write back in this one. Ooh. Next game, opposite sides. This is uh this is Sunday night game. Yep. Unfortunately, oh, man, we didn't even discuss how awful these these national TV games are. But Sunday night game, New York Jets at the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, can't wait to see all the shots of Allegiant Stadium. That'll be so cool. They show it every <laughs> national TV broadcast. But uh. I like the Jets. I think they bounce back. Uh, this is a Zach Wilson, keep your job for one more week game. That's that's my logic. I mean, that's fair. I just – I don't know if – how the Raiders are going to respond to last week. So it's like they have the big win. They're celebrating the locker room. Like the chains are off. Like they seem happy, but did they peak too early? Like was that their Super Bowl? Like are, are they just going to go back to being normal Raiders after this? Like – I'm intrigued to see how Antonio Pierce like has them respond, but when you get the Jets in prime time at home, like I just feel like they're gonna have just still that that spark under their ass. And when you're playing against Zach Wilson, like that can help you out a bit. So I just still like the Raiders. I just think they're gonna continue with the momentum. Yeah, I mean, right now after you just said that, like I'm just thinking about how Max Crosby is gonna be in that fucking. He is going to fucking kill Zach Wilson. He's gonna kill yeah. him. Zach Wilson's never seen anything like Max Crosby. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's played him before, but still, like that dude's a fucking animal. I mean, we didn't even talk about him in the edge rushers. He's one of the better. He's one of the best for sure. And he gets a free uh, n-word pass. Like, yeah, I mean, he used the n-word during that little like come come to the game. We need all y'all to show out. <laughs> yeah. That was wild. And then he was smoking a cigar, but he was ghosting it like a blunt in his post game interview. <laughs> That dude is an absolute savage. I love it. He's just the he's just the epitome of a raider. Like imagine when he wasn't sober. Oh my god. 
<laughs> guy was probably a fucking animal. Anyway, uh, last pick, uh, and I guess we should talk about this game for Terrell listening at home. Uh, we got Denver at Buffalo. I like Buffalo minus seven. I'm sorry, Terrell. I just think Denver won their Super Bowl against the Chiefs a few uh, two weeks ago. They're coming off a bye. Buffalo needs one bad, and I think they're going to try to run up the score on them. Yeah, I mean, no real feel here. I just feel like, like the talk about Denver has really died down. Um, maybe I guess they were on a bye last week, but I just feel like they they beat the Chiefs, but still, even after that, like not hearing much about them. So this Man, seems like a fifteenth in the division under the radar game Somehow. for me. But Buffalo, what if Buffalo loses this game? I mean, fifteenth in the division, fifteenth in the conference. Uh, Buffalo currently is eighth in the conference, so they're out of the playoff picture. If they lose, they got the Texans at four and four, but a half game behind them and the LA Chargers and the Jets all four and four half a game behind them um in front of them is the Bengals are five and three half a game up Browns also five and three Steelers also five and three so pretty packed in there between five to 11 uh just separate separated by a game so things are gonna get spicy in this next draft. yeah things are gonna get spicy I mean and then even I mean even the Broncos they're three and five 15th in the conference, but, you know, maybe they win this one, they have a fighting chance. I mean, would they be Super Bowl champs automatically at that point, beating the Chiefs and the Bills back-to-back? True, true. Are they? The, are the Broncos the best team in the league if they beat the Bills? Does the NFL uh, need an in-season tournament? Yeah, or maybe, you know, just like a, a BCS ranking or a college yeah. football playoff ranking, where it's like, oh, they beat two tough teams, so now they're skyrocketed up to, like, sixth in the league. That's what they should do for a loser's bracket for the teams that don't make a playoff. Do, like, a college football-style bracket, and one of them can get a chance in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then that's when the Chargers feast. Oh, my God. That's dude, when the Chargers, would, oh the Vikings, God. and the Falcons, that's when those teams feast. That would be, and the Cow- throw the Cowboys in, we'll throw them Yeah, the Cowboys, team. another team that chokes all the time. Yeah, yeah, those, that's when those teams would feast. All right, but I guess that, that wraps us here, right? Yeah. Uh, gave out the picks, a little preseason review there. Uh, hope you guys <laughs> like that, but uh, yeah, more to come. Yeah, I mean, always appreciate you guys listening. Love doing the, uh, you know, little midseason recap here. And uh, just a, a shout-out to Stetson Yeah, shout-out to Stetson Bennett. Hope you get over your drinking problem, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but also, if you're ever in Philly, I'd love to party. I'll tell you what, that was a great call on your part. That was a great call. <laughs> and the game is over! The game is over! The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions! Eagles fans everywhere!